Let's get into this word, uh, the message, if not now, when? And it's something that the Lord has been, we've been talking about this in the 915, how you want to really listen to God and, and get an insight from God when he's trying to communicate things to you. And it's something that he's, he's been communicating to me over and over and over, if not now, when? Times, some of us, I'll use me, uh, that's why God sent me a wonderful wife, because if it wasn't for my wife, a lot of things I probably would wait forever to do or wait for the perfect scenario or uh, wait to the last minute or, um, but, you know, I'm focused. That's the fire. The fire and the focus produces a great laser to get something done. So the Lord has been telling us, you know, me and my wife, uh, well, I'm 58, she's 58 for, uh, another month or so, and then she'll be 59. I, I definitely need you to t turn this one up, Marcus. Um, and so sometimes you could be so, like we don't, we don't feel 58 and 59, like at all. And so, but you can almost kind of be so busy chilling, you don't realize time is going by. And so you're waiting on doing certain things, and the Lord's been really getting on me. So if you don't do it now, when? You know, so when we sold our house and we purchased the house that we got now, the Lord's like, so if you don't get the house now, when are you going to get it? You're like 58. So you can wait till you're 68. You know, remember my wife did the timeline, you know. Uh, you know, like, so remember the time was, was it was 0 to 80? Did you have 0 to 80? And so we real close to the 80. <laughs> you know, so if not now, when, you know, so, uh, but that's just one angle of what we're going to talk about. Um, you know, some of us are sitting around and you know God's calling you, right? And you're saying, I'm coming. Well, if not now, when? Right? Uh, some people know they need to change some things, right? Yeah. And you're saying, I'm going to change. If not now, when? You know, some, some people are... I'm one of them, supposed to finish writing a book, or I got some books. Um, so this message is probably going to really, really challenge me to to finish. Um, but if not now, like, what am I waiting for? Like, 58, so you're going to finish the book when you, you know, I'm going to finish the book when I'm 79. <laughs> People be reading the book while I'm gone. Uh, uh, some of us need to eat right and exercise, Right? If not now, when? Right? I, I, you know, I see there's a whole lot of amens here. Right? Uh, some people know they need to get in the Word. If not now, when? And I'm one of them. Some people need to get some rest. Like, instead of being up all night watching everything. Right? Uh, you know, you, you, your immune system works a whole lot better when you get rest. Uh, your whole, your brain does too. So, uh, if not now, when, right? Some people are been saying I'm going to spend more time with family. All right, so uh, let's go to 1 Corinthians 2. 1 Corinthians 2. If not now, when? And so, as I was meditating on this, God was showing me how He's letting us know 
are now times. He's constantly communicating to us our now times. So First Corinthians 2, familiar scripture here, uh, verse 14. It says, But the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can he know them for the, because they're spiritually discerned. And so there are now times. There, there's, there's not a maybe or I'll get to that, but there's now times. And we have to sharpen our discernment and practice some quick recognition and obedience to operate in our now times. So, again, if not now, when? Uh, Psalm, Psalm 119. You're going to see all through the scripture. We're going to weave in noun time throughout the scripture. And I don't think it's by coincidence we're all here either online or in the house because now is the time. So one, Psalm 119, and we'll start here, or we'll read here at verse 60. Look, it says, and I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. I made haste and delayed not to keep thy commandments. So he said, I delayed not. That means I stayed in the now to keep thy commandments. So we always talk about quick recognition here at the church. Let's go uh, Ephesians 5. I was talking to my nephew when we went to the game. And we were just talking about they have a young quarterback. And I could, I could watch. So, again, you know, I know I, my, my background mostly is basketball, but I know football. And if it's a quarterback, you know, they call a play, and the play has options. Let's say it has three or four options. So, so if option number one, which is a read, if that doesn't work, he'll just go to read two. But it's set up where if I go here, he's not here, my progression can go here. So somebody's supposed to be there, somebody, my progression can go here, and then I always got an out, an outlet. But this guy, my perception, seemed so nervous that he was just looking at the first option, right? And so the thing is, and, and he's, he's taught to you have a clock in your head where people are going to tackle you or whatever. But that means you quickly recognize one's not there, two's not there, three's not, oh, four's there, right? It's quick recognition. Like, and so, so we always talk about this in our life because God is revealing things to us. Uh, some people, some things going to be revealed today. And so you know how you hear something and you know it's for you, and you go, I'll get to that? Well, if not now, when? Like, like okay, so, so, so the reality is when. Like, just ask yourself when. So uh, I had somebody call me up, uh, best friend growing up, and we were talking through the first, uh, he didn't know all the history, but the first professional tryout I went to. And how I went to the tryout is uh, my brother's best friend called me up. He said, man, I was looking and they have these, uh, it was called a Continental Basketball Association back then. So it was the, uh, what the NDBL is now. He said, they got these trials. He says, uh, he said, you, uh, you should go. He said, man, and so I said, I'll think about it. Now, I ran every day between six and nine miles in a 40-pound weight jacket. Uh, that was after I ran up and down a high-rise uh, 
It was 10 stories to the roof, so 11 flights in this same 40-pound weight jacket. So I would run up and down uh, 10 times. And then on the last one, I would run out of the building down to, uh, this is I lived on Glenwood. I would run down to the park and, and like straight, straight from running the stairs down the street to the park and just start running laps. And I run anywhere between six to eight miles. Then after I ran the six and eight miles, I did at least uh, 10 sprints. After I did the 10 sprints, then in the weight jacket, I would work on all my drills. Like, so this was religiously. I did this consistently, you know. Um, and I, you know, uh, I worked in, a, in a, a trucking company. I would unload the freight. I did 25 push-ups every hour. So every hour, I would 25 push-ups, fingertip push-ups, but my foot raised, my feet had to be elevated. So I did this all the time. I shot religiously. I had to make a certain amount of shots right-handed and a certain amount of shots left-handed, right? All the time, just constantly. Matter of fact, I couldn't have fun. Fun is my crossover, behind the back, spin, all that. All, I, I had Keith moves, right? I couldn't do the Keith moves until I made a certain amount of shots in a row on each hand. So if I'm shooting foul shots, I had to make at least, at least at the limit of 50 in a row, and on the left hand, at least 35 in a row. If I didn't, if I didn't complete that, then I couldn't have fun. And then if it's in my hooks and my layups, I had to make a consistent amount in a row before, nobody's out there but me, before I can do anything else, All right? So, so this is what I, I did religiously. So somebody asked me to go to a tryout, and I said, well, I might. If not now, when? And, and, and that's the reality that hit me. I was like, so what are you working out for? So somebody's going to come, and I played in West 4th Street and some of these little pro-ams and stuff like that. So somebody's going to run up to you and go, hey, would you play for me? You know, and the reality hit, what? dude, like, ain't nobody coming. Now is the time. And, and, and I realized that's how my life used to be. If you asked me something, I wouldn't commit. I would go, I'll let you know. So that way, if I didn't do it, you couldn't say, hey, hey, hey. I, I never told you I was going to do it. I told you I might. But if, 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 so God is requiring us to commit to some things because we're looking for God to come through, but we're not committed. If not, now when? And, and I realized this. I always thought I had a time frame of when I was going to do it, but I really didn't. So, so uh, when we got together, I was working, uh, well, I was still pursuing basketball, but I was working like, what, sometimes 16, sometimes 20 hours. Uh, I worked in corrections, and then I also coached. And I also was working on my game. And I also was, was getting up early in the morning to make sure I stayed, stayed in that work, right? I would get up like two hours before I went anywhere and stayed in the work. So I actually used to, not trying to be gross, I used to throw up before and after games when I coached from the stress, you know. And, and uh, I remember I was working this overtime, but in my mind I'm working this overtime until, right? And so a friend of mine, uh, Trevor, Trevor Props, Trevor Williams, he said, man, you know, you could work eight hours, uh, eight hours overtime, and you could make a certain amount of hundreds. He said, you could spend eight hours with God, get an idea for millions. And I said, you know, and I thought about it. So, you know, I took, I, I got my, my, my sister-in-law at the time. I asked her, could I use her house? We didn't have a house at the time. We stayed in the apartment. So I, uh, 
stayed in her house all day for an hour. You know, you know, I got vision for a program I did. It got a lot of, lot of. Actually, what we talked about today, uh, the uh, the prayer workshop. I pretty much had my own prayer workshop, but it was all day. It wasn't half a day. It was all day. And what I thought through is, like, I thought I had. I'm going to do this overtime until. I'm going to do this hustle until. I'm going to do this grind until. Until what? Like, stop right now. Until what? Like, realistically, when is it going to be over? What's, what's, when, is, when is it over? If your life depends on give me an actual date right now. A lot of us can't because we don't have one. So the thing is, if we don't make an adjustment now, then when? Right? If not now, when? Right? So, so Ephesians 5. This message is going to be great for us, but it's going to stretch us. It's going to challenge us, but it's also going to awaken us. See, because this uh, Ephesians 5, we've talked about these two verses here plenty of times at our church. Ephesians 5, 15 and 16. It says, see then that you walk circumspectly. That's intentional, right? Look, it says, not as fools, but as wise, right? It says, redeeming the time because the days are evil. So it says, walk circumspectly. So it says, pay attention to everything, right? Be intentional. Recognize and max, maximize uh, your moments. So, so to, to, to redeem the time, it says, buy up the time or, or maximize your moments. But for our conversation, maximize your now moments, right? So, so it's recognize and maximize your now moments. I think we have more now moments than we want to pay attention to. We have a lot of now, but we're going, I'll get to that. And so some of us have been living long enough to know when they started the process that they're in, they said, yeah, I'm going to do this for right now. So, so, so it's like I could use me and my wife. So we, we, we purchased our first house. And so we get the first house. So, I, so, so again, don't be smiling. I didn't get to what I was about to say yet. So we get the first house, and it really was kind of a us-me purchase. All right? So I'm about to explain. So it was a us, meaning that we both was trying to move to a suburb because my son wanted to play in the suburbs. So, son, we moved to the, to the house for you. But it was a me because it was pretty more of what I would probably get than what she would because she likes finished product. Me, you know, I'm, yeah, I know I'm an artist, right? So I'm in art, graphics, and all types of stuff, right? So I could see sculptures in a stone. Right, so I'm like, oh, man, we get this, and we could do this, and we could do this, and we could add this on, right? I, we didn't do none of it, did we? Okay, okay, you didn't have to say that. Hey, you can say it when I come up here, because then people can't hear you. <laughs> she, was like, she said, I knew he wasn't. <laughs> but, not, but realistically, she's right. Well, my schedule, when was it ever going to be possible? You know what I'm saying? But, but. Yeah, we're going to do this, we're going to do that, we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And you look up, and in that particular case, eight years went by, right? Because we were there for eight years, right? Right? So then the next house, 
you know, I kind of, it was a, it was a us, her, right? Because I was like, we're going to get, we got to get something that's new, <laughs> you know, because I'm not going to, even though I think, you know, I might think I'm going to fix something. I ain't, I ain't had time to do it. Not with my schedule, you know, especially when I started working for the church, like I barely had time to breathe. And so, 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 and I know some of y'all saw y'all smiling and laughing at me, right? But how many, how many of us are making these choices based on the speculation, the possibility, uh, the theory of something happening? So you have theorists and a pragmatist. Theorist has a lot of ideas and concepts. A pragmatist is making some things happen. Right? It's not just conversation, right? And time just goes by. So my, my question is, if not now, when? If not now, when? Right, so we have to uh, recognize that God has sent us here for a particular purpose and a plan, and God operates in the now. And so when he's, when he's trying, that's why he says, uh, walk circumspectly. Pay attention to everything because I'm communicating to you, right? And he says, redeem the time. Maximize your now moments because God's giving you information and that's for you to act on in the now, not for us to consider, <laughs> right? God, okay, think about God's talking and, and it's a consideration. Think, just think about this for a second. But, but some of y'all that are more child-friendly, but if your child says they need something, it's not a consideration. You got to do it. You'll bust the whole household up to make sure that that child get what they need, right? Because my baby got to have it, right? Come on, and give me some amens. Because y'all know it's true, right? Or, you know, some of y'all that's head over heels, you know, if, if, if your girl says something or if the guy says something, look, it's not a consideration. But how come when God says something, it's, it's a consideration? You know, I'll get back to you on that. <laughs> if not now, when? <laughs> All right, so Isaiah 11. Boy, y'all, y'all wonderful people. <laughs> Isaiah 11. So Isaiah 11, verse Isaiah 11, verse 3. So look at this. Well, I'm going to just start at verse 1. It says, There shall come forth a rod out of the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him the spirit of wisdom and understanding and the spirit of counsel and might and the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. So now we're talking about God's advanced plan for Christ, right? Way back in Isaiah. Verse 3, look, and he shall make him of, look, quick understanding in the fear of reverence of the Lord. And he shall not judge after the sight of the eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of the ears. So he says, so, you know, the Bible says, uh, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. So we're supposed to be, the apostles said, follow me as I follow Christ. So we're supposed to be following Christ. Christ was designed to have quick understanding, not to 
worry about what he sees or what he hears or what he feels, but quick to obey what God says. Quick to obey what God says. To quick to recognize the now moment. Because think, think, Jesus had to do things in the now moment. Let's go to Luke 9. Luke 9. I know we're going to run through a few scriptures here because I don't like you to take my word for it here. But it's, it's, it's amazing how you'll see how much noun time uh, plays a factor in the word. So uh, Luke 9, and we'll go to verse 60. Luke 9, verse 60. And, and, and throughout today, throughout this week, just keep asking yourself, if not now, when? All right, so verse 60. And Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury, uh, I'm sorry, let's go up to verse 57. And it came to pass that as they went in the way, a certain man said unto him, Lord, I will follow thee whithersoever thou goest. And Jesus said unto him, foxes have holes and birds of the air have nests, but the son of man has not where to lay his head. Now, that didn't mean Jesus never had a house. The scripture even talks about Jesus actually had a house. Right, what it's saying is I, I'm not settled where I'm at. I'm constantly moving, transition, you right? Like I'm not married to anything that I have, right? And it says, uh, verse 59, and he said unto an, another, follow me. But, but he said, Lord, suffer me first to go bury my father. Now, now, once again, we talk about there's a now moment, right? There's quick understanding, quick recognition. Christ says, follow me. And a person considered the things that they were doing before Christ said it. What could be more important? Matter of fact, would Christ not consider all the things that you do through the course of the day when he says, follow me? So you would think your first thought is, nothing else is important. In the now, I'm going to follow Christ. But obviously, this guy was thinking a little different. He says, suffer me first to go bury my father. Now, now. It didn't necessarily mean his father was dead in that moment. It was like, you know, he's, he's, you know, wait till he gets to a point where he's of age. Look at Jesus' response to him. Jesus said unto him, let the dead bury the dead, but go thou and preach the kingdom of God. So he's talking about value of importance. And another also said, Lord, I will follow thee, but let me first go bid them farewell, which are at home at my house. And Jesus said unto him, no man, having put his hands at the plow, and looking back is fit for the kingdom of God. What he's saying is no man that can't operate in the now, <laughs> when they hear from me, can even can operate, can even navigate because there's so much going on to distract you. Some things that seem favorable, some things that seem uh, that line up with compliance, some things that are traditional, that are, are pretty... No, uh, noble things to do, some things that seem more passionate. He says, but for you to navigate through what I need you to do, you got to be able to operate in the now. Hear what I say, act on it, and don't consider all these other things. Because there's always a consideration. Think about it. A lot of times God tells us to, to do something. The first thing we do is get in our head as opposed to being obedient from our heart. First thing we do is go to our head. Well, let me just process through this. Well, if I consider this, that, and the other, well, could that be? No, we can't do that. We have to learn to be quick to obey, right? 
And see, it goes back to what we're talking about. If not now, when? See, remember when the rich, rich young ruler came to talk to Jesus and he, he's talking to him and he's, 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 he's going through all these little different things that he did as far as keeping the commandments and the things of that nature. And when Jesus says, okay, well, just one thing thou lacketh, uh, sell all that you have. See, again, it wasn't about him thinking about well, how much do I have and what is it going to cost me and how, what's going to happen in my future? Am I going to be able to eat? It was, this is Christ talking. There's some wisdom behind this. Actually, if he took the time to study the scriptures, Abraham was asked to give his son. How'd that work out? There was a ram in the bush, right? So instead of him operating in the now, he blew a moment. He blew a moment. And I think sometimes we're blowing moments because we're not saying, hmm, if not now, when? If not now, when? So you're 12 years old. You're 18 years old. You're 28 years old. You're 40 years old. You're 50 years old. You have uh, four years left at home, two years left at home, a year left at home. You have, uh, I don't know, a few years before retirement. You, uh, you've been married 10 years, 15 years, four years, three years, whatever the case may be. And you keep having these, when I get to that, if not now, when? Because there's a lot more we can do in the now, but we've, we've deferred it to when. There's a lot more we can do in the now, we deferred it to when. So some of us have gone through uh, uh, betrayals or lack of appreciation and sometimes some of us have been hustled, some of us have been abused. Uh, some of us have hidden and suppressed the abuse so long, we've almost operated as if it doesn't exist, but everybody that's around you can tell that you that it does, right? And so we, what we said to ourselves, and I actually learned this from this young man right here. Uh, we were in, we did a, uh, a conference in Ohio, remember? And uh, so, and I might be saying this wrong, but I'm going to do the best I can. But I know uh, he had got up and he said, he said, you know, sometimes you, you go through stuff and you, you, say, you say, I'm going to take a break from God, right? Detox? Yeah. So you take, I'm, I'm a detox. But you, you said you took a break, from, a break from God, right? Right. And so I remember when I was sitting there, I was like, how do you take a break from God? <laughs> right? You know, I mean, but I understood the thought process of what he was thinking, but I just was like, that's an interesting concept. <laughs> like, I can see taking a break, but you probably don't want to take a break from God. But the interesting thing is, that's just somebody that was vulnerable and transparent in the moment, but a lot of us think like that. We take a break from God, the kingdom. Like, you know, some of us, you know, in, in our naivety, we, we gave ourselves to the things of God and maybe in the wrong environment or like someone seed in the sand, you know, um, uh, in the wrong sources, you know, uh, or just like relationships, some relationships have abused us. You know, like, you know, you gave your whole heart to it, right? And, and, and you got played. And some of us have never let that go. Like, as opposed to humbling ourselves, cutting our losses and realize, hey, that, that was just a individual situation that didn't work itself out. But God will work it out for your good. That's your, your scripture, Romans 8, 28, right? All things work together for good. So the thing is, like, so, so we said, okay, man, I just need some time to, to regroup. Right? Because, you know, because you got abused, you got taken advantage of, you know, in your last church, your last relationship, your last job. 
So, so, so I got a question. So, so, when is this uh, sabbatical over? I'm just curious. Like, is there? Do you have like an actual date? Have you really sat down and seen how long has it been? In some cases, sabbatical has been longer than the pain. So, if not now, when? Okay, I just I'm just curious, just just as a think it through, you know, just 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 think these things through. See, and this is the thing: what the adversary does is once he gets us in this stupor. Remember, not remember. Everybody may not remember, but King David was in a situation. He's a warrior, he's a king. He's out there. He battling. He's, he's handling business. You know, I always say undefeated. I didn't really sit down and get his actual record. Okay, it's just for me. Uh, victories compared to losses, to me, is just like he, he was dominant, okay? We can say that, right? He was dominant. But then he decides to take a break. Not an inquiring of God break. He just decided to take a break. Well, that's when he got in trouble, right? You know, looking out the back window because you ain't had nothing to do and you see bad sheep out there taking a bath, you know. But that was bad enough, but then you figure, I got to have her, and the only way I'm going to get her is to make sure her husband dies. But, but all that happened because he was on sabbatical when he was supposed to be out there doing some things. This is a king, right? When, when he, was, he was purposed for something. So instead of being in his now, he shifted to when. When I, when I finish with this break, I'm going to go back out there and do what I'm supposed to be doing. Okay. <laughs> See, so, so, so. The challenge is when we go into these breaks, we can get uh, we can go blind, and the blind or or those that 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 experience blind spots, they have a false awareness of time. Case in point, you can interview some teenagers here, and they'll say, "I just looked up, and just just six seven years ago, I, I was I was twelve, and now I got to make major decisions that will determine am I going to have a life or a career." Or am I just going to be a dependent for the next 15, 20 years? Just out of nowhere. And then you got some people that's 30 and 40 and looked up and said, well, wait a minute. I thought it was going to play out a little different than this. I could and should be doing more. Then you have people that have callings and purpose, and it's just been just as a badge. They've just been called. Never chosen. We're just walking around, knowing they have a call. And then they, you have this this one. This is always a good one. You know, man, you know, God called me. I've I just been running from God. Really? Okay. So when are you going to stop running? If not now, when? And this running, has it been a benefit? I mean, we already know that didn't work out for people that didn't stay in the now, like Jonah, right? Jonah was given instructions, right? It's, it, but he, he took it as a consideration, not a now. <laughs> we already know how that played out, right? I mean, besides the cartoons you, you looked at when you was young, the Moby Dick cartoons and all that, but you, you know the reality of how it worked out, right? He had to, it wasn't, God wasn't giving him something as a consideration. He was giving him something to do now. Just like the, the last thing he told you, it wasn't uh, 
a win. It was a noun, right? It wasn't a win. It was a noun. Let's go to Hebrews 3. If not now, when? If not now, when? And so, so, so as, as, as a, uh, <laughs> some of y'all might try to crack a joke, but as a young pastor, <laughs> 58 young years, uh, you know, I, so, so what gives me peace, I operate people all the time. I listen to people. Uh, but I've learned a fool utters all his mind, so I don't utter all my mind, so I don't say everything I see. I listen more. Like, I, I may have a, a, an answer or a response, or I may see the, the inside track. I just let it play itself out. But one of the things that gives me a peace is, is, is how can I say, is obedience. Like, I'm being obedient to God. My desire is to be obedient. Like, like that, and it's, it's, it's stretching because everybody doesn't see the reality of that obedience. You know, you move to Charlotte, it's obedient to you, it's obedient to your wife, but it's foolishness to other people, right? But what gives you peace is the obedience. You, see what I'm, you understand what I'm saying? And so let's say somebody's coming at you with, 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 with their angle, their swag, and their intellect, this, that, and the other. Well, for me, I can receive from the obedient one. I can, see, I can receive from people in the now. I listen to everyone but I can absorb better from the obedient ones. But not, it's hard to absorb from people that compartmentalize their obedience. In other words, they have a level of expertise and they'll highlight that, but they're hiding all the other levels where they're not being obedient in. But to a man of God, it's easy to recognize. Like, it's, you know, the, 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 their focus is the diversion, but they're, they're hiding the reality. And this is the thing, like, like, God can hear you better when you're obedient. Think about it. When you're in the now and you're in harmony, I'm skipping, you're in harmony with him. But let's go here to Hebrews 3. It all makes sense here in a little bit. All right, if not now, when? Hebrews 3, 7 through 15. All right, it says, wherefore, as the Holy Ghost saith, look, look, today, if ye will hear his voice today, we can say now, if we will hear his voice, look, it says, harden not your hearts as in the day of propagation, in the day of temptation in the wilderness. It says, when your fathers tempted me, proved me, and saw my works 40 years. You know, when it was in the wilderness, right? It says, wherefore, I was grieved with that generation and said, they do not always err. They do always err in their heart, and they have not known my ways. It says, so I have, so I swear in my wrath, they shall not enter into my rest. Take heed, brother, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. It says, but exhort one another daily while it is called what? Today. Now, lest any of you be hardened through, this, through the deceitfulness of sin. It says, for we are made partakers of Christ if we hold the beginning of our confidence steadfast until the end. Verse 15, while it is said today or now, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts as in the day of provocation. 
See, so he, he, he's telling us, even when God communicated to them, you're in the wilderness, you're trying to get out. He gave them communicate. They hearted their hearts. Man, just do what God says. That's all you got to do, and do it now. It, it, look, it, he broke down three times the word today, while it's still called today. Now, we already know God is, I'm skipping again, but we already know God's sitting on a circle of earth. He's not in time. He's not bound by time. He's not rushed by time. You know, we have the dashes between our, between our years, right? We're in the temporary. He's in the eternal, right? And so, 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 so the reality is, you know, God is operating in the now. So we are, you know, we talk about communion with him and getting in his presence. Well, get in the now. See, think about it. It's not a, it's not. It would make sense. Like, uh, without faith, it's impossible to please God. So to operate now, you have to have faith. You have to believe what he says is coming to pass. We talked about this in the um, Master Life class. We talked about how Jehoshaphat didn't worship, but they worship because they believe God. God says the battle is not yours. He says you don't have to fight this battle. And they worshiped because they believed. Right? They on what they believe by worshiping God in advance for something that hadn't even happened yet. But do we operate that way? Like, like some of us actually think unbelief is an option. Some of us walk around, I don't believe that as their common language and wonder why it doesn't happen. You just said you don't believe it. And a lot of times we don't believe it because we're still adolescent. We're still immature. We're trying to pacify our compromise. So if I believe it, I have to change now. That's why we don't believe. Because we don't want to change now. We don't want to grow up. What is it? I don't want to grow up. What is that? I'm a t what is that? We saw saying, what's that? I'm a Toys R Us kid. Some people want to be, I know, I'm, I just use Torres R Us, but Torres R Us ain't even open, is it? Oh, good, I can talk about them. Right, right, right. Some of us want to still want to be toy, Toys R Us kids. 30, 40 years old, we still want to be Torres R Us kids. 25 Torres R Us kids. Instead of growing up, growing up, you got to grow up now. It's not an option. Every year you have to grow up. If you don't, you start to atrophy, your body goes through changes, your mind goes through changes, your processor goes through changes. You start dealing with depression. Then you start getting thirsty, and, and the adversary goes, now that I got you set up and thirsty, here, take this lust, drink this. Here, take this alcohol, drink this. Take this weed, drink this. No, no, no. I, it, it, it's going to temporarily seem like it's going to quench your thirst, but it's just going to make you more thirsty. But don't worry about that right now. At least you got something in the moment. Look, I'm going to give you something now so you feel good, but it's going to affect where you're going. So, so I'm going to replace your obedience now with compromise now. Right? And we just jump on it. And then we, we, we're confident. We stand up to people trying to give us truth. Like, like we're confident with that, with that stuff. Like, but we're not looking at our lives. We're not looking at our now. Like, we're, we're confident that it's going to work out. 
because I'm a theorist and it has to work out because I've committed to it. All right. That's going over real well. Okay, good. All right, so 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 this is the thing. The thing is is uh first John two. Um familiar scripture, but let's just tie it into what we're talking about here. First John two, um Verse 20, 1 John 2, verse 20. It says, but you have an unction from the Holy One, and you know all things. Right? I have written unto you because you know, the, know not the truth, but because you know it, and that no lie is of the truth. So you have an unction. You have an a unction. There's, a, there's something in you. There's a knowing that that that's pricking you in the moment that's saying now do this now operate this way now go in this direction now change now go to church now commit to God right you hey 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 now leave that and go do this right something there, there, there's an unction but sometimes because we've consumed so much of the world it overrides uh our now moments it overrides us and it, it, it defers them into when, you know. You, 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 okay, so good. So God tells you today, change your diet. So you're sitting here right now, you're like, oh, my God, I got to change my diet. This is now. If not now, when, right? So, so you have the revelation, right? But what do we do? What do we do? We go, okay, so, so you know, Monday is a real tough work day. So... It'd probably be better if I start this going into next weekend. But then by the time the weekend comes, you'd be like, well, it's the weekend, man. You know, it's been a long work week. So probably, you know what? You know, by the first of the year, by the first of the year, first of the year, I'm about to do this thing. Then by the time the first of the year come around, be like, well, you know, I mean, you know, it's the first of the year, you know. I'm going to tell you what. I'll tell you what. By springtime, by springtime, it's about to be on, man. It's going to be on. Then, you know, springtime come around. You know what? I'm going to tell you, beach body, beach, summertime, beach body. And so we crossed over to the summer. You're like, you know what? You know, it's been a long summer. You know what? Fall is harvest time. Harvest time. Harvest is coming. The harvest of my new diet and everything going to be in the fall. And then you'd be like, yes, you know, now it's Christmas again. It's Thanksgiving. And you know you'd be like, well, it's Thanksgiving, man. Got to have my Thanksgiving meal. A whole nother year done went by because you done deferred now into when. He that studies the wind shall not sow. He that looks for favorable conditions. It's talking about the farmer. The farmer that's out there go, man, I got this precious seed. Man, I just got to wait till the climate is perfectly right. Then I'm going to put it out there. It says that person that's studying the wind, waiting for perfect conditions, ain't going to never get a harvest because there is no perfect conditions. There is, there's only now. <laughs> there's only now. Because it says it's scattered. You don't know which one's going to come up. But just, man, get the scattering now. Get the dispersing now. Right? <laughs> don't defer it to wind. Right? And so Ecclesiastes 9. If not now, when? So we got to recognize our noun time. 
I just thought this was so interesting the way the Lord did this. But Ecclesiastes 9.11. It says, uh, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise nor riches to men of understanding nor yet favor to men of skill. Look, but time and chance happen to, to them all. And so, so what's so interesting is time, time, timing, uh, now time happens to everybody. Right, so it's, 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 not, it's not about stronger, smarter, this, that, and the other. It's who's going to be obedient in their, in their moment? Who's going to be obedient in their moment? Right? Who's going to operate now? Who's going to operate and when? <laughs> You know, that's the difference between some of us. Like, like, like some people are just, they operate now all the time. Okay, all right. See, that's going over real great too. All right, so Philippians 3. Philippians 3. So God has a part, but we have a part too. So Philippians 3. Now, God walks us through, Paul walks us through some things. Well, Philippians walks us through some things. You got Philippians 1, 6, be confident in this very thing that he's begun a good work or perform it to the day of Christ Jesus, right? Then you got uh, Philippians 2, 12, uh, uh, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Uh, uh, 2.13, it says he'll work in you to will and to do his good pleasure. Then you cross over here in Philippians 3, and he talks about, Everything gained to me, I count as lost, you know, just for the excellency of God, you know. And then um, you get down here to verse 12. Well, I'll start here with verse 11, verse 10, verse 9. It says, and, being, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith of uh, the faith of Christ, the righteousness, which is of God by faith. It said that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. If by any means I may attain unto the resurrection of the dead. Right? I, you know, I think when you're in the wind and you should be in the now, it's like you're the walking dead. You're just, you're just aimlessly, you know, existing, but you're not producing anything. You know, a tree out there that's existing with no, no fruit, no leaves on it, we say it's existing, but we call it a dead tree. Because it's not producing anything, right? Verse 12, it says, not as though I had already attained, neither were already perfect, but I follow after if that I may apprehend for that which also I am apprehended of, Christ Jesus. Brethren, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this is one thing I do. Forgetting those things which are behind, the winds, and reaching forth unto those things which are before, the nouns, right? And so, so here you have have, when you think about apprehending what's apprehending you, so, sweetheart, if you could just stand up for one second here. So, so, you can stay right there. All right, so, 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 so let's just say God's in the now, right? But we've been operating in the when. You know, when I'll get to this, when I'll get to that. But then we recognize we need to operate in the now. 
But God is already pursuing me. You can start, just go real slow. But, it, but you, he's pursuing me. So now I'm starting to apprehend that which is apprehending me. But there's a point where we meet. You know where we meet at? In the now. There's a point we meet. There's a, there's a, there's a window. There's a niche. There's a, you know, Jesus says, I'm the door. There's a door where we meet. Right? There's, and, and, and you know what it's called? It's called now. And so when we operate in now, again, we're, we're, God is already operating in now. So now we start to harmonize with God. That's why things manifest uh, seemingly like supernaturally, you know, because we're now in harmony with God. Thank you. I really appreciate your assistance here. All right, apprehend that which is apprehending you. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 3. Ecclesiastes 3. So much more to this. I'm, I'm doing this cleft note thing, but I probably need to take my time with it. I wasn't allowed to study while I was out of town. I had to get some now rest. <laughs> so wasn't allowed to. All right, so Ecclesiastes 3.15. This is great. One of my favorite scriptures. Look, it says, uh, that which has been is now. Now, Pastor Keith didn't say that. That's what the Bible just said. It said, that which has been is now. Look, it says, and that which is to be has already been, and God requires that which is past. Now, interesting thing, it says, that which has been is now, that which is to be now has already been, and God requires that which is past. So, basically, you could all sum that up is, it's all about being in the now. See, again, once again, God is not... God is sitting on a circle of earth. He's sitting outside of time. He's in the eternal realm. We're in the time realm. All right, so I gave you an example before. If you uh, got, in, uh, got on top of this roof, you could see, that's, well, this roof is probably not high enough. You got in this location on a high rise, you could see probably the community in the city, but you could see minutes away. So Tori was driving to church, and I was high enough at this point, and it took him another five minutes to get here, I can see five minutes in advance. I can see five minutes away. You know, if it's gotten a helicopter and got hired, you can see the city. So if somebody was driving from whatever, Concord or whatever, and it took them 25 minutes to get here or whatever, or 40 minutes, you can see 40 minutes away. You got high enough in the airplane, it may take days for somebody to travel that, or hours, you can see hours away. You got even higher, you can see days away, you know, you went to California the other week, you know, drive time, I don't know, maybe two weeks or whatever. But if you're high enough in the air, you can see two weeks away. So, so where do you think God's sitting? Because his Bible says the day is like a thousand years to God. Right? So he can see years and years in now. <laughs> God can see years in now. Just like if you got high enough in a, in a plane, you can see hours in now. 
You see what I'm saying? Like, so, so, so God sees it, even though it's years, he sees it in now. So, so, so he's requiring that which has been. So history repeats itself. He declared the end from the beginning. Right? Does that make sense? <laughs> Not trying to get too deep, but uh, I should have gave you the amplified of that. So, so, so this is the thing. When God made us, God had us, uh, God had us in mind. The now time in which we were born. So we were born in a particular time within, like I told you, God sees, uh, he sees years and now, but he had a niche in, in within this now that we were designed to be. Um, he knew the years that will play out in our now time on this earth. God knew the years that will play out our now time on this earth. Sim similar to Jesus, David, and Joseph, and Esther, like the spirit of God is one in uh, us to know today that that we're here for such a time or such a now time as this. So we've gone through temptations, tests, and trials for such a now time as this. You know, just like Esther, we may be tempted to look at our now time and be overwhelmed with the call and the purpose of why we were born. Like, you know, Esther, once she recognized her now, it was kind of a little overwhelming at first because it's like, but I'm, I'm chilling. <laughs> you know? Like I'm kind of, you know, I'm a queen now. <laughs> like, God bless the child, got his own. Like, like why are you bothering me? Like when they first, when a, when a cousin on, who's on the outside of the kingdom, when he, when, when, when he sent word to her, she didn't go to him. She sent somebody to talk to him. <laughs> She's like, ah, go, 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 go holler at him and, just, you know, tell them such and such, but she was trying the path of least resistance because her first thought is what a lot of us think. But, you know, I'm in a cushy place right now. You know, why should I have to extend myself into your now when I'm enjoying my now? <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But, but sometimes it takes somebody, okay, let me just keep going. I'm skipping. All right, got a few minutes. I'll give you this in a few minutes. I believe I can. Um... We have to realize that God purposely, fifthly wanted to be made us, he put us here. And the assignment God has given to us, uh, we were born for such a noun time as this. Like, like we could have been born anytime, right? So, so God is very intentional and nothing with him is accidental or coincidental. God is always in the now. Uh, we're just housed in this realm of time. But God is in the now, right? He's in, you know, the internal realm. Uh, when we respond to God's leading, we harmonize with his now will. When we respond to God's leading, we harmonize with his now will. Let's look at John 4. I may or may not get to Esther. That's cool. We could always get to Esther, Esther next week. John 4. John 4, and we'll hit verse 23. It says, but the hour cometh, look, and now is. So, so it's telling you the hour cometh and now is is at the same time. Y'all reading the same thing? 
It says, when, when the true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. God is a spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. So the hour cometh and now is. The hour cometh, because again, we're in the realm of time. The hour cometh. And now is, God is in the now. So when we harmonize with God, we shift ourselves into the now. And so you ask yourself, where does patience fit? You know, in each small now moment that leads us to our now path to fulfill our now purpose. So each small now moment leads us to our now path to fulfill our now purpose. Scripture says, uh, Ecclesiastes 3.1, uh, to everything there's a season, there's a time for every purpose. I'm probably not saying it exactly right. So let's see Ecclesiastes. Say it so much, I should say it right, huh? Somebody said, mm-hmm, okay. See how people do you? Say, get it right, Pastor. To everything, there is a season and a time to every purpose under heaven. And it goes on to say in the time of one time, this and the other. So to everything that there's so so there's a there's a there's a time. So to everything there's a season. I think there there. So when God asks you to do something now, that's that's a, a now moment. But that leads to another now, which leads to another now, which leads to another now, which eventually leads you to uh, a now purpose. Think about it. There is a now time for preparation. Like if not now, when? Right? We could say there now you're under tutors and governors to the appointed now time of the Father. Right? Galatians 4. So, so, so there's a now where you're under tutors and governors. Because some people go, well, you know, I'm going to submit to my tutors and governors, my teachers and trainers, you know, when I get time. But that's your preparation for purpose. So there's a now time for preparation, but there's also a now time to operating purpose, right? But but some of us try to dance around and skip. You know, we try to train ourselves. You know, I, it's the weirdest thing. Um, and so 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 we have this this uh, opportunity to be in a now. Um, and Lord, do you want me to do this now? Or do you want me to do it? So my wife said, "If not now, when?" So you see, there you go. <laughs> Yeah, you go. See how it's, it's always someone in the crowd, right? I right, so 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 just I'll give you this little piece. This is in Esther four, uh, pretty much three through seventeen. Esther four three through seventeen, and you know here Esther risked her life in the now. And the interesting thing is there was a, there was a young lady who you know King had queen options. So Vashti actually was, was, had a little favor, but she didn't want to do something simple in the now. She didn't just want to do something simple in the now. So, so an interesting thing is, so, so Esther in the now was being prepared to be what, what someone else needed. She was being prepared to be what someone else needed. You know, Esther and the, and the Jews, um, uh, we're in a situation where they were going to die. So let me see if I give this to you. So, so Esther 4, 3. 
just just a couple extra minutes, we'll just run through Esther and we done. We out, okay? But if not now, when, right? This is what Pastor Mel said. So where is Esther at, Kalina? <laughs> Y'all funny. Before Psalms. Job was before Psalms and Esther's before Job, right? Thanks. <laughs> All right, so so Esther four three. It says, in every promise, whether whithersoever the king's commandment and his decree came, there was great mourning among the Jews and fasting and weeping and wailing and many lay in sackcloth and ashes. Because uh, Mordecai, which was Esther's cousin, you know, he uh, decided he wasn't going to bow down to the new head, which was Haman, you know, somebody the king had put in, in establishment. So he says, man, forget Mordecai. I want to take out everybody. You know, I just want to take out everybody. So, you know, they were grieved when they heard about this. Let's drop down here to verse 12. It says, and they told Mordecai. Oh, I'm sorry. So they got word to, to, to Esther. Remember I told you Esther sent a representative. <laughs> like, she's like, hey, just tell them it'll be all right, basically. And then verse 12, it says, and they told Mordecai Esther's words. And then Mordecai commanded, commanded to answer Esther, think not with thyself that thou shalt escape in the king's house more than all the Jews. So he's saying that you think that this is just something that's going to happen to us. No, it's going to happen to you too. He said, this now moment is for all of us. He says, uh, for if thou altogether holdeth thy peace at what? This time, in this now, then shall there... Uh, uh, enlargement and deliverance arise to the Jews from another place, but thou and thy father's house shall be destroyed, and who knows whether thou art come to the kingdom. Look, for such a time as this, for this now moment. Then Esther bade them return, uh, bade them return Mordecai this answer. Go gather together all the Jews and that are present in Shushan and fast ye for me and neither eat nor drink three days, night, and or day. Uh, I also and my maidens will fast likewise, and so will I go in unto the king, which is not according to the law. Look, and if I perish, I perish. So Mordecai went his way and did according to all that Esther had commanded him. So here you have a now moment, and Esther... Originally, when, she, when Mordecai requested for what to do, she didn't really want to recognize her now moment. So this wasn't small now preparations. This wasn't, this was now purpose. She, she, everything, all the now moments up to that point had led her to this point where she was going to save a nation. But at first, she didn't recognize she needed help. She needed somebody to give her the truth and love. Mordecai had to tell her the truth. Oh, no, 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 I don't think you're about to leave. <laughs> you're you going to flee. Hey, hey, could it be? See, he said something in the now that, that, that pricked her. Could it be you were called to this palace for such a time as this? Something happened on the inside, that knowing, that unction that we talked about. See, there was a no now on the inside 
that connected to what he said, and her next words now were wisdom. Hey, okay, this is what I need y'all to do. Now, originally she was just like, man, just tell them to be cool. Well, something happens when you hear something that triggers what's in you, your gift in you. It stirs up something. You start to say things you wouldn't even normally operate because, look, she was just cool with, man, it's cold. Go tell dude, man, like, what am I supposed to do? What she said was, I can't go before the king. Anybody that comes to the king and wasn't requested in the court, the, the, the law is they die. That's it. Unless he holds his gold scepter out, they die. So you're telling me to just roll up on the king with the chances of dying based on what's happening with y'all out there? Because <laughs> I'm, I'm chilling right now. I'm a queen. And he said, hey, could it be you will call for such a time as this? I, I, same thing happened with uh, Jesus. Remember, Jesus is at the feast. And, uh, and so Mary was talking about him. Hey, man, they, they basically need you to do a miracle. He was like, look, look, it's, my hour has not yet come. He was like, my now time has not yet come. But look, Mary picked up something else in him like Mordecai picked up something else in Esther. She told the people, whatever he tells you to do, do it. She didn't even, almost like didn't listen to him. Because something in her, see, she was designed for something too. She pondered him in her heart. So she knew what to say to trigger Jesus to operate in that miracle. Right? And then that's when he operated in, in the miracle. Right? So there was like sometimes when God has men and women of God saying things that trigger you a different way, they're stirring up the gift in you for your now moment. And we got to start to operate in the now moment. Otherwise, Esther wouldn't have done what she did. And, and, and look, she says, if I die, I die. So, so in your, in, when you get to your now purpose, it's going to cost you all of you. So now you got to give up all of you. Now you got to give up all your protections, all your... All the things, see, because now this is how I roll to keep myself. I remember when God told us to come to Charlotte and it was actually the time and everything changed where it was just going to be me and her and $1,625. I, I got a way I flow. Like she'll tell you, like even now, like, like, you know, like I don't just, I'm not reckless. She'll tell you like budget wise, I'm systematic. I'm everything, everything is structured now. I know we doing work out here, but. Hey, hey, we still got reserves. Like, we're not, like, I'm, I'm really, I don't be playing. Like, I'm going to listen to God. So, it was like, we coming out here. I'm like, hold on, hold on. That, that's messing up my groove, like my flow. Like, I would have had, I would have had, we'd have had a place to stay, vehicles. Every, like, everything would have been all secure out here. We'd have just been rolling out. We would have had a team. A team here. I'd just come out here, visit, this, that, and the other. But the way it happened, it was just me and her. And it was so last minute, and I remember I told the pastor that. I said, well, when he said we could leave earlier than it was like, we thought it was going to be six months, which was too, too soon. But he said three months. House wasn't on the market or nothing. I was like, ah, ah. And then he said, he see, I, I had a look on my face. He said, what's the look? I said, well, I don't like, I'm not an urgent person. I don't want to be behind or ahead of God. That, 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 that was actually a true statement. Uh, well, I guess it's not archived, but you were there, <laughs> right? Those are my exact words. And like, I was like, but when on the inside, now that's on the outside, on the inside, I was like, like, yeah, yeah, she said, she, I was like, no, 
help me. Right. But but I inside, because think about it. We have been, now she's been in Columbus her entire life. I've been there for 19 years, established myself in the community. I'm doing a Bible study with the Ohio State football team. I'm doing Bible study with Capital University. Uh, I'm doing, uh, I'm in the ministry community, I'm in the basketball community. You know, uh, I show up at the church. And when I minister, you, you had all these people there. All I had to do was minister. I had, like, none of the stuff I got to do now. I ain't had to do sound. I ain't do nothing. I just show up. Minister and then leave. Actually, that was part of our rule. You had to leave. Like, like as, you know, we had, it was set up like a stadium, so you had to go back <laughs> in the tunnel. So as soon as I was over, it was done. So, so, so it was a whole, it was, a, it was different, you know, like, you know, then I'm pulling her from, her from all her families in Ohio. I had left New Jersey, so my sister's in Ohio, well, two sisters now. But uh, so think about that. There was something, and, and, and she will tell you, there was, there, was a, there was a now moment. Now, I didn't make the statement, but I could see God making the statement. If not now, when? I just told you what to do. What you going to do now? And so, like, like I made the move, we made the moves, <laughs> and I, I think we thought about a few things. We talked about things, but there was a peace, right? Noun faith, that's in my notes. She's trying to get in the sermon, but, but uh, uh, Hebrews 11.1, 1, noun faith, right? Even when I moved from, it makes more sense now. When I moved from New Jersey to Ohio, and I was, you know, you know had an opportunity to play in some pro league, I was trying to, you know, move up the basketball ladder. And, uh, but, but everything in me was like I had to move now. It made no sense. I could have played, at least finished the league out for the rest of the summer. But I left the first game of the, the season. I played that game, and then I got on the road. But everything in me was like I had to do it now. And so, so I, during this teaching, hopefully we're awakened to recognize our now moments, but where the Scripture says, having the readiness to avenge all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Uh, second, second uh, Corinthians 10, verse 6. After it says, cast down all imaginations, every high thing, exalt itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to obedience to Christ Jesus, says, having the readiness to avenge all disobedience from your now moments when your obedience is fulfilled. So there's some, we've been leaving some now moments on the table. We got to pick them back up. All right, that's all for today. Let's stand on our feet. I think that, uh, that uh, at least uh, give us some momentum for the week, right? <laughs>